0: Welcome to Foundation Church's weekly message. We hope you are equipped by this message from Pastor Tom Lively. For more information about our church, please visit foundationchurchfl.com. People might th- ask, you know, as the last couple of weeks, has it brought some humility into your life, changed your mindset? Nope. <laughs> Not one bit. I'll get into it with you. Basically, just so you know, all it basically was was a flu that sat in my stomach, and it was just miserable a couple of weeks, and that's just the way that it went, but get ready now because I'm about to confront somebody's theology, many people's theology, not mine. The reason being is my theology is whatever the Bible says. If that makes me squirm like a worm, then it's still my theology. If it makes me happy, it's my theology. If it makes me sad, it's my theology. If it tells me I'm going to hell, then it's my theology. If it tells me I'm going to heaven, it's my theology. If it says it's sin, then it's sin. If it says that it's failing, then it's failing. So how do I look at my last two weeks? Tom, are you going to talk about yourself today? Might as well, since you haven't seen me for a couple weeks. (laughs) So I'll talk about myself. Whenever there is a failing, and yes, I said the word failing. Am I applying that to myself? Yes. Tom, get off yourself. You're sick. Failing. Unacceptable. Not allowed. It's been bound. Amen. So I have to address it. I've been sick. That's the first services I've ever missed in the history of this church from sickness. Ever. Ever. In the history of this church i've been sick four times in 20 years three out of the four or some sort of stupid stomach thing so obviously there was a zip in the wire but no more please understand that is how this is not me i'm going to show you in a minute and if you want to challenge me at the door you can but you better know your bible you better know it better than me, because I can tell you sickness is not allowed Amen. in the body of Christ. How many people right now, before I go any further, and don't be, listen, I was just kind done being sick. How many of you right now, this flu thing or uh, whatever this bug is floating around right now has affected your family or someone's current, let me ask you this, who, who right now has somebody currently sick in their home? Raise your hands up. Okay, let's pray. Lord, over these families. We lift this illness off of these families. Right now, in Jesus' name, we lift it. We lift it and release them from it. Right now, in the covenant of Jesus, right now, when they get home today, the one that was sick will be well. It will be a stunning testimony. They walk in the door today. They go, you know what? About 12.02, I started to feel better. We receive this in the covenant of Jesus. Understand, I have not changed one bit. I have not been humbled. Nothing. Nothing. Not one bit. I run to the word of God. I, want, I found out. I fixed the zip in the wire. And that's that. Do I ever expect, do I think that God used this for this or used this for that? Nope. Never allowed in. Sickness is of the curse. It's what Jesus paid the price for. By his stripes you were healed. 1 Peter 2.24. It's not talking about sin. That's the first part of the verse. It's very distinguishable. Who bore bore our sins in his own body on the tree. That us, having died to sins, might live for righteousness. By whose stripes you were healed. It's two very different things. Psalm 103.3, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. Yes. Understand that. Tom, aren't you being hypocritical? Not at all. Whenever there is a failing, see, I'm fine with that. I'm fine. You know what? When I lost, whenever I lose anything, do you know what I say? I lost. I don't want a participation trophy, a participation ring, a pat on the back. I lost. That's how that's how my kids are treated. You lost. You got whooped. Now what are you gonna do? What's what's the point of anything else? Really, what is the point of anything else but righteousness? What's the point? Kind words. This. What what is the point? Truth is what I want. Truth is what I need. I don't need anything else, nor do I desire anything else. But whenever there is a failing, a defeat, an incident that is contrary, that should never happen to somebody who is positioned in Christ. It should never I don't care what it is, whether it's sickness, whether it's lack, whether it's depression, whether it's sin. Whenever there is an incident that is contrary To our position in Christ, you know how highly esteemed you are. Romans chapter 8, verses 16 and 17 says that you are a joint heir with Jesus Christ. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3 says you have every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. First Peter chapter 2, 9 and 10 says you are a chosen generation and a royal priesthood and a holy nation. You are blessed and highly favored of God. You have been given the keys of the kingdom of heaven, Matthew 16, 19. So that is you are always caused to triumph. Second Corinthians 2, 14. You are always provided for. Philippians 4, 19. You are always healed, Matthew 8, 17. That is the way that it is. If if that is not happening, that is contrary to our position in Christ. Am I happy that I made four four, four sicknesses in 20 years? No. Those are unacceptable. Not allowed. There's been sicknesses that have blown through this community, and I caught it, and everybody else was out for two weeks, and I was out for eight hours because I was casting it down. But it never should have gotten in to begin with because it had already been bound. I want to know why. Everybody else just changes their theology or never even has theology founded in the Word. You just start, well, oh, this was a life experience. God sent this to humble me. God has nothing to do with the curse. Nothing. He has nothing to do with sin. He has nothing to do with temptation. Read James chapter 1, verse 13. He has nothing to do with it. He does not put sicknesses on people. He doesn't use that to humble you. Find the verses find the verses instead of it takes a village instead you know a community sort of heresy that's been created inside the church it says things like that God will heal you in heaven God can't heal but we don't ever know if he will that's all church based denominational heresy it's not the Bible and I hate to tell all these people but if you want the promises of God, you have to know the Bible. You're going to be judged by the Bible. What his expectations are found in the Bible, and you'll be judged by them. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, right? 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10. We all will, and we will be judged according to the Bible. If you're saved, you're not going to be judged according to your sin because it's already gone. But you will be judged according to what you accomplished via his word. Right. Got one yes over there and a that's right over here and nothing in the middle. <laughs> I must need to spit a little bit more your way. <laughs> but if there's an in- incident contrary to our position in Christ, let's look, Matthew chapter 17, starting in verse 14. Now I'm going to shift back and forth between Matthew and Mark. It's the same story. But if you use both, it adds more flavor to it. Matthew 17, starting at verse 14. When they came to the crowd, a man approached Jesus and knelt before him. Lord, have mercy on my son, he said. He has seizures and is suffering greatly. He often falls into the fire or into the water. I brought him to your disciples, but they could not heal him. Now, here's the thing. What would happen? I want you to think about this. How many people have come to this church for more than a month? Shout amen. Yeah. You're an extraordinary believer. Yeah seriously you survive this church nobody survives this church the only people that survive this church are lovers of the bible lovers of the bible not people who mess around with it and read our daily bread lovers of the bible not reading books about the bible but lovers of the word itself love this church and never leave don't go back to those lukewarm churches now when they start calling you hey we're open Tell them to take their openness and shove it up their other openness. Yeah, welcome back. Good to see you guys. Welcome home. So the man says, I brought my son to your disciples, but they could not heal him. So what did Jesus say? Speaking to his disciples. You unbelieving and perverse perverted generation, Jesus replied. There is not a soul on planet earth anymore that would survive this preaching outside of this church and a few others. There are a few remnant churches spotted throughout the country. I'm telling you, I would drive three hours a Sunday to go to a real, I'm not kidding. I am not kidding. If I didn't pastor this church, every single Sunday I would get in my car and drive 73 minutes To the River Church, because they preached the gospel and never closed. That's where I would go. Because nobody can handle what's said in the Bible. Nobody, listen, hardly any person labeled Christian is a true Christian. I'm telling you it's true. I'm not going to speak about heaven or hell. I'm talking a Bible-based, Bible-thumping Christian. There are not many of them out there. I answer every. I'm not. I don't want to be. I. 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 What I want it to be is. We. 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 So when I say. I. 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 I, I'm trying to convert us into. We. 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 I. I. Whenever there is anything in my life, it goes to the word and it hurts. It pierces. Divides. But then it brings power and then it brings victory. Understand that. I'm willing to walk through that funnel. Are you? Because yes. Yes. look what Jesus says. You unbelieving and perverse generation, how long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? If that was said in the modern church, the tithe would be cut in half that Sunday, half the next Sunday, and the church would close. Jesus would never survive as a pastor of any modern church outside of a few. They would vote him out, because Jesus is the word. If that's offensive to you, unbelieving and perverse generation, then understand you're an unbiblical Christian. It is not a bad thing for you or I to be offended. Oftentimes, offense is the gateway to truth. Well, that really bothers me. Yeah, but it's true. <laughs> really, it's the only way to change is to be offended. Some, some people at the beginning of COVID were like, well, that's it. We're closed. You know, they've got to be a good neighbor, community partner. Got to slow, slow the spread. You know, March 15th is the three hundred and sixty 365-day anniversary of 15 days to flatten the curve, right? Yeah. Coming. Yeah. What is today? The 21st? Coming. Still don't see it, still closed, still washing their hands with alcohol and sitting apart from one another. Fauci just moved it up, moved it again. Supposed to open up everything by the fall, now it's gonna be Christmas. Why is it always Christmas, by the way? Every war is gonna be won by Christmas. Nobody can handle what's true. What was true about the virus? Let it go, act normally. If you're 80 or above with pre-existing conditions, isolate yourself like you do every, every flu season to begin with. If you're not a believer, if you're not going to start casting things out and binding and loosing, then go isolate yourself. Let it be. You know, it's all coming out now by Harvard. Harvard epidemiologists, Stanford epidemiologists are now coming together. They were silenced. These are not conservatives. Silenced because they said from day one, let it go. Lockdowns do nothing. Lockdowns do nothing. 76% of COVID cases are caught in the home and they send you there. You know why? Because they don't care about you. It's all about power. It's all about control. It's all about the end times. It is all about the mark of the beast. That's what it's about. It's an ushering in. where, Where the labels are and where they land, I do not know yet. But that's what it is. It's a precursor. All of this is a greasing of the skits to usher in the dragon, to usher in the beast, to usher in the mark of the beast. If you can't see it, you're unbiblical. Really, you're just unbiblical. Most Christians are. I rarely see a Christian post a Bible verse. They put them out. they They put Bible verses out. But I'm talking about in response to a situation. They put it out for encouragement and things like that, but I'm talking about a response. Bold ones. Bold. I've told you this before, but I refuse lukewarm prayer. If you ask me to pray, I'm going to ask you, what am I praying for? Charlie, you got to click click in that pen or I'll be suicidal in about two minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Love you, brother. (laughs) Seriously. I do. You're not the first. That's why I don't hear many, there's no water bottles in here, they've all been silenced. That's why I got rid of my own water bottle. But all of us have seen that movie, a lot of us have, Jack Nicholson, you can't handle the truth. That's the, that's the truth. If Jesus, if we receive the responses of Jesus, most Christians would choose to no longer follow Jesus. Because they think of him as something completely different than he really is. Yeah. Completely different than he really is. Bring, he says, so how long shall I put up with you? Bring the boy here to me. Mark 9, 21 through 24. So he asked his father. Jesus asked the father, how long has this been happening to him? And he said from childhood. He's been demon possessed since childhood. And often he has thrown him into the fire both into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Jesus said to him, now remember this guy, this guy is determined. He's already gone to the disciples and they failed. That's right. I said the word failed. They lost me being in bed for two weeks, lost failure failure. I'm fine with it, I don't feel bad. I want the correction, it's life. The word is life to me. The rest of it's lukewarm minutia, I have no interest in it. I'm not fine with staying in failure, I'm fine with calling failure, failure. Listen, this will lose a lot of people, not in this room, because you've already survived long enough, you've already heard worse. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Jesus said to him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him that believes. Now, that's used oftentimes It's a very vague verse. All things are possible to him that believes. It is not that way. That's the same thing as the Lord's Prayer. People use that. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. They, they don't pray it, thy will be done on as it is in... That's a very, very specific prayer. It is not a prayer. It is a very specific prayer. It is a guidance to overall prayer. That whatever is bound on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever is loosed on earth is loosed in heaven. Whatever is going on in heaven should be happening on earth for the believer. It should be happening. If it's not, there's a problem. Nope, listen. Don't have a problem with saying there's a problem. Be pride goes before destruction. Stop being your own self defense attorney, yeah. knock it off. It. I, w- I never sat at home over the last two weeks going, Well, you know, God's really bringing some humility in my life. God's, you know, this is, this is forcing me to rest. Yeah. <laughs> None of it. I hated it, I cast it down, I bound, I fought. Yes. Yeah. I didn't change one iota of theology, ideology, nothing. Nor will I ever, because the Bible's it. If I failed, it's not the, it's not, it's not the Bible. It's not God. It's me. I have no problem with that. If you're, if you're humble enough to come to God and say I'm a sinner, lost, then why can't you receive the rest of the Word? Let's look, as we've already said, Jesus answers failure for the miraculous with calling people perverted and unbelieving. That's taboo in the church today. So Jesus is taboo in the church. This is not the only time he does this. He did the same thing in the windstorm where they had to wake him up in the midst of the windstorm. He goes out, quiets the wind and the waves. Nobody rejoiced in it. Jesus said to, you, said to him, how is it that you have no faith? Why are you so fearful? That's the Bible. That's right. Not grace, hyper covenant church. Right. The word of God's supposed to be quick and powerful and sharp. Yes. And you go in there and everybody just wants to be basically put to sleep. You just basically just don't even hire a pastor, hire an anesthesiologist, put a pipe in everybody's mouth and let them smoke it. What's the point? You should come into a church a little bit gut wrenched. You should be worried about me offending you. And when I do offend you, go see if I'm right or wrong. Don't just be offended. Go actually see if I'm right or wrong. I got—I had a guy confront me at the door about a Bible verse that I basically misinterpreted to the congregation. So I was like, "I don't think so, man. Seriously, I knew I had the Bible verse memorized." So I went home and I researched. He was absolutely right. I called him. I said, "You are right. I am wrong." He did it right. Came up to me one on one and said, "It was sweet about it. There's no problem. No problem with any of that." So I call him, how many of you, how many of you would do that? How many people would do that? You're wrong. You're wrong. That's what, that's how Jesus communicates. You're wrong. You're perverted. You're unbelieving. Does that bother you? Because if it bothers you, you're unbiblical. That's your Jesus. Jesus would be an offense and be called unchristlike by most Christians. That's not Christ-like to say we're unbelieving. You don't dare talk about unbelief as a problem inside the church. I don't care about any of that. Immediately the father of the child, verse 24 out of Matthew chapter 9, immediately the father of the child cried out with tears and said, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Why don't we do that? Oh, I do believe. That's how most, just like, uh, just like all the snarky wives. I pick on, I'll pick on the men later, don't worry. Don't tell me what to do. You talk like that? It's no wonder he hasn't touched you in a month. Who would want that? Bye-bye. If it's you knock it off if you're a jerk stop it either side man male or female if you're the jerk in your home stop being the jerk in your home you know not everybody needs to see all the ups and downs of your moods you aware of that it does not bring glory to jesus just so you know I just want everybody to know that I am upset today. This is an upset day. You know, what you are is a baby. With a thumb in your mouth, you are immature. You are not a mature human being, nor a mature Christian. If everybody, a fool, a fool shows his annoyance at once. A fool does. A fool airs all of his opinions. Just so you know, that's all out of the book of Proverbs. You're welcome. Welcome back, Tom. I hold myself accountable to this stuff. I don't, listen, don't let me being sick license you being sick. It's not the way it should have gone for me, and it never should go that way for you, and I bind it from your life in Jesus' name. Agree with me, because two or more agree, it's done. So immediately the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. You need to pray that. Who's Christians in here? Shout amen. Yeah. All right, so you believe. Do you see everything that you want to see that's biblical? Do you? Do you see everybody healed that you pray for? Do you see all the provision that you need? Do you see it in a timely manner? It's not God's provision if it shows up four weeks late. Understand that. I used, it used to drive hope crazy. Because when, when we started this church, we were not late. We were never really officially late paying rent. She said, if I say the wrong thing, she's going to correct me after church today. Just so you know, we were never really late. You told everybody we're late. We were never late. You have the one week thing. Okay, great. But I want to pay on the first. All right. And we were, we would miss it. And these buildings are expensive. This building is $7,000 a month. That's why we got to build folks. You need to pray build or buy, so you need to be praying over that for doors to open. Every door that I've tried to open has not gone open, so maybe I need other people to pray. But I, but I would say to Hope, that's not allowed. It's not allowed that it came in on the 5th, and yes, we have till the 7th. I don't care. It's God's way. It's unacceptable, and I never bent. I never bowed, and eventually we were fine. There's no compromise in the word of God. It is what it is, period. There's nothing. What holds everybody back is unbelief in all areas. If you struggle with pornography, it's unbelief. I'll show you in a minute. If you struggle with sin, if you you struggle with loneliness, it's unbelief. Well, I feel lonely. Listen, can you please stop allowing your feelings to be your God? If your feelings are your God, you are absolutely no different than a 13-year-old girl at L.A. Anger. No different. I said this to you the first service. I have time and time again in this building. I won't even deal with you anymore. If you get a sentence out of me, you'll be lucky. If you're struggling with, uh, you know, this person used to talk to me all the time, and now they ignore me. I'm like, you're 50. (laughs) you're 50 years old why do you care why would you I don't care at all people stop talking to me here all the time they boycott me all the time they walk out I can tell they're offended and never coming back I don't care I love them I want them to stay but they are people they will make their own decisions I don't care I know, listen, I know who you are when you, you probably, there's probably some sitting in this room who've come back now. You walk up. I'm going to show him. I'm laughing at you. God sets a table before me in the presence of my enemies. I'm laughing at you. You're doing nothing by scowling at me. You're doing nothing to me but affirming that I'm right because I know your life. I've told people this before. There is no evidence of you being right in your life. Whoops. So why don't we pray that? Why is that? Why is that an un- if, if someone dies of cancer in a church, all they do is hire the flute players and the criers, and they never understand. They never address the problem because the, addressing the problem is offensive in the modern church. Help my unbelief. What's wrong with that? He says, I am a believer in you, Jesus, but help my unbelief. We oftentimes, I did believe for healing, but it didn't work. It didn't work. That's because there, there's inherent subconscious unbelief on the inside of you that can only be rooted out by the things that i'm going to tell you today they're not going to just be rooted out by you listening to 88.1 that helps though if you're listening to the right music it helps but there's more to it than that there's gut-wrenching christianity that people don't want to do it's never preached because it doesn't add to the offering plate or to numbers inside the church, unless there's zealot and crazy people like us who happen to like the Bible. Matthew 17, 18, back to Matthew, and Jesus rebuked the demon. Did he pray a prayer using King James language, making sure that he said Yeshua so he sounds spiritual? Like, Tom, what <laughs> crawled up you this morning? Yeah. I, thought, I get sick of people trying to sound spiritual, I have no power. Yeah. That's right. That's right. He uses these lofty language. The nitpickers that drive from church to church picking out things that bother them, they don't produce a daggum thing. They don't win the lost. They don't give sight to the blind. They don't give hearing to the deaf. They do nothing except walk around. They think they have a ministry. They think it's found somewhere in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 13. They think that they have a gift of criticism. And that it means, I'm laughing at you too. Understand, I see you. I smell you when you walk in the room. I already know who you are. There's not many left here. They don't survive long. You're never going to fool me. I know you. It's like when I go for a walk and a skunk just laid itself out somewhere. That's a skunk. I already got you. I got you from a mile away. God has given me a gift of discernment. You have absolutely no chance here. Repent is what you need to do. I'm giving you the opportunity to repent, humble yourself in the sight of the Lord, and then he will lift you up. James chapter 4, read it for yourself. You need to humble yourself and stop thinking you're right all the time when you have no fruit that says that you're right. Yeah, that's right. You're welcome. <laughs> Tom, you could lose a tither there by saying that. I don't care. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Where was I at Jesus rebuking the demon. Yep. Jesus rebuked the demon, and it came out of him. The child was cured from that very hour. Matthew 17, 19 through 20. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, why could we not cast it out? Now, we are not allowed to ask that in the modern church. Why wasn't she healed? Oh, she's healed in heaven. That's not an answer. That's not an I want to know why. I want to know why. Why wasn't she healed? I remember Aaron and I praying for a young lady in the hospital, kind of a joint thing with another church she wasn't healed. I want to know why. Because she's supposed to be. There was two or more gathered. I can tell you why. I walked in there and there was a whole other church. Pastor immediately defers to me. It's a much larger church than than us. Immediately defers to me. I'm like, why would he defer to me when I walk in the room? Because I'm believing for her to be raised raised they're having a kumbaya guitar session are just you're just having a sit-in she died and went straight to heaven she did but did you want her mom is now living without her how old was she here 19 and it you know how she died she went to the dentist and got an infection it got up into her brain right There wasn't enough agreement. There's unbelief in the camp. From the family, from the other church, unbelief. You want to know why? Jesus says it. Why couldn't we cast it out? Jesus said that because of your unbelief. It's not saying it's my will because of your unbelief. I laid at home for two weeks. That's all I said to myself because that's the Bible. Every single time there was an expectation of the miraculous in the New Testament and it did not occur, that was Jesus' response. Why is that not preached? Why is that not preached? Why can't I bench press 300 pounds? Because you don't lift. Because you don't put in time. Well, we're saved by grace. I'm not talking about your salvation. You want to discover the power of that grace, then you got to put time in. You got to put monotonous time in. It's not fun to learn to play the guitar. I heard the worst thing in the world to learn is the drums. It's monotonous, it's boring. Same thing over and over again, muscle memory. People always want to, you always have those cotton candy athletes. Show up, I used to see them all the time, both when I was coaching football and playing football. Show up, well, that was me out there, man. I'd be showing them a thing or two. I'm like, you don't have an ounce of muscle on your entire stinking body. You couldn't, you wouldn't show anything to anybody. You would die out here, literally be dead. They never put any time to sit there and run their mouths. It's just like the the, most in the body of Christ. They can't take a statement like it's your unbelief. But I, because you know what? It confronts them. They go, but I do believe. I'm going to heaven. I'm saved. That doesn't mean that you still struggle with sin. Do you still struggle with compromise? Well, then there's still unbelief in there. Why won't we address it? Why is it such an insult to say that it's unbelief? You can call people a drag sinner, and they're less offended by this verse than by this verse. That was Jesus' response way more than one time, way more than one time. Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief, for assuredly I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Not it could. Now we'll see it in heaven, it will move, and nothing, everybody shout nothing, and nothing will be impossible for you. Nothing. Nothing for you, not him. Unbelief is a huge deal, and there's not a soul in this room that's not struggling with it. If we weren't struggling with unbelief, this church would be 10,000 people. I said, we don't, you can't be offended. I said, we, (laughs) W-E, we, there'd be so many miracles happening. People used to follow Jesus barefoot town to town to town because of the power. Yes, many of them didn't get saved, but listen, you're It's opportunity. We should be presenting the power of God, not just merely the kindness of God. Jesus rarely even showed the kindness of God. He showed the power, which is the kindness of God. His power is always directed right towards kindness, healing, restoration, provision. Unbelief is a huge deal huge it is the problem in your life you can name whatever you want oh i struggle with depression that's unbelief should a christian look at me should a christian ever be depressed should you ever be bipolar no why because the bible says you're not 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a soundness of mind. That is what you have. You possess that. That is yours. That is just as much yours as provision, as victory, as healing. That's right. That's right. That's right. It's yours. It's a promise. It's not an option. It's a command. Yeah. What if you're struggling in your mind? What are you supposed to do? What's the verse before it? What's well, the verse before 2 Timothy 1 7? Everybody knows the first one. Well, how do you get to everybody knows the second verse? How do you get to the to 2 Timothy 1:7? Therefore, I, somebody get that door for me. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 6. Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of hands, for God has not given us a spirit of fear. You have to do something. Lord, help me. That's not it. Yet you have not because you ask not. Lord, help me is asking not. You have to ask specifically. Lord, I struggle with depression. No, I am a joint heir with Jesus. God has always caused me. You speak the word. You start memorizing Bible verses. I talked about monotony. Listen, yesterday I was struggling. I don't know why. Most of the time I'm pretty good at memorizing. But I will hit verses that I just can't get. Yeah. I do them over and over again. I'm like, mm, it gets very frustrating, just like when you're trying to learn to play a C chord, and you just can't get it. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's true Christianity. Yeah, exactly. That's putting the time in. Unbelief is a huge deal. It is your problem. How many moody cusses are in here? You don't have to shout, Amen. That's your problem. <laughs> We did a vote one time in in the car, in Chick-fil-A parking lot, back when I still, before Chick-fil-A was washing the feet of Black Lives Matter, when I still went there. You're welcome. We did a vote in the car about an anonymous vote. I don't remember specifically what it was, but it was something along the lines of, you know, who's the most positive or the most encouraging, or something along those lines, or something? You remember that, Tommy? What was it? Nicest. Who is the nicest, Thank you. Who's the nicest person? <laughs> I either was tied for last or was last. <laughs> Everybody could speak freely. There was no denying the truth. Yeah, it was either hope. Or Norma probably that got number one, right, Tommy? (laughs) Yeah, Tommy would be third, or tied with me for last. We have similar personalities. Norma was tied for one. Did you win one, too? Norma's back there telling me she won one. She's right there. Listen, if you're last, facts are facts. Listen, I... I don't remember the impact it had on me. I'm just telling you this because it was three, four, three years ago, three plus years ago. But I do know that I knew for a long time that the problem in our house was me. When there was a problem, it was normally me. I'm not saying Hope never blew it up or Tommy or Norma or whatever, but normally it was me. I had a lot of, I would come home from police work and just be grouchy. It's not allowed. Who cares? Who cares what happened? Who cares? There's no excuse. You're a biblical man. You subject all of your feelings, all of your good and bad experiences. You make yourself happy. I'm not going to put on a front. You're not biblical. You put on the sacrifice of praise. You're not biblical. Well, I'm Italian. That's not what we do. You need to cast that off. You're a brand new creature. You have no heritage. You're not anything anymore. You're a love slave to God. That's it. That's who you are. It's the greatest place in the world to be is Yahweh's love slave. It's the greatest place to be. Unbelief is a huge deal. It is the problem because it's the opposite of the covenant that that you're in. What kind of covenant are you in? We're in a covenant of grace. No, you're not. You're in a covenant of faith. Grace is what God did. You agreed to it through faith. That's the covenant. Unbelief is the opposite of the very foundation of the covenant that you walked into when you said, Jesus, I receive you as Lord and Savior. You can spot unbelief. Just like I talked about smelling a skunk earlier, you can smell unbelief. You know how you smell it? It's unbiblical. If it's not, there's not a Bible verse attached to your belief system. Understand that you're either following the devil or carnality. Whatever your belief system is. Well, I don't believe in spanking kids. That's either the devil or carnality. Why would you not spank your kids? Preach this all the time because I see it all the time. It drives me absolutely crazy. I will never understand. I will never get it. I know some of you are sick of hearing this. But I will never get some of you people. How it is that you have a four-year-old. And you call to them, and they don't come, and you put up with it. I don't get you. I really don't even, I don't get why you'd want that calamity and that chaos in your house where you're bargaining with little kids. I don't bargain with squat, nothing. I don't bargain with my dog. I don't bargain with my daughter. I don't bargain with my son. God has called me to be the leader of my house. I shall be. I don't have any recourse against my son anymore. He can officially beat me up now. But I got all the money. All the money. His car's mine. His room's mine. His bed's mine. His bank account's mine. His job's mine. It's mine because I provide for it all. He's got nothing without me. I'll rule him that way. He doesn't need to. He's a great kid. He doesn't need to be ruled. But. mm. But I use that as an example because you have biblical authority. You have a position in Christ. Are you standing in it? And will you, will you settle for encroachments into your positioning? I will not. If there's failure, I'll call it stinking failure. Unbelief is a huge deal. Tom, are you sure? Because belief as a solution or unbelief as the problem is never taught in the church. Does that make it incorrect if it's not taught in the church? What's, what's taught in the church now? Listen, you, you do realize that about 99% of church is closed or higher, it's probably 99.9, 99.8, closed. For that? For that? I was talking to a relative of mine that I don't want to expose because it's live, <laughs> recently. And I could tell that she was starting to curve on the COVID thing towards my way. Because you know what the deal is? You start to notice there's nobody dying. Whoa. I mean, you think you notice in March 2020. All right. April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December, January, and now February 21st. Maybe you notice there's no meat wagons driving around. Sorry, that's a little harsh. It's a cop thing. None Oh yes, Tom. Anthony Fauci in the C D C says four hundred thousand people have died of COVID. It's incorrect. Do you realize? You need to follow the right people. Yes. They're they're not all right wing extremists, it's just people that are spouting the truth, doctors spouting the truth. Heart disease has disappeared completely from our culture. Cancer's gone. The flu disappeared last March completely. 95% disappeared. Do you think about it? Could he ever get away with that if it wasn't the devil? Right. The Amen. devil and his cohorts on the left side of politics in this country. And the compliant cowards on the right. Yes. And you, listen. <laughs> belief as a solution, unbelief as the problem, is no, was not taught in those COVID-caving churches, CCCs. COVID-caving clergy, COVID-caving churches, COVID-caving Christians, CCC works every time. That's what they are, a bunch of CCCs, a bunch of cowards who still aren't standing up. They're still justifying themselves. While we did it to save lives, you didn't save squat. Listen, there is a few more people died in 2019 than 2020. 400,000. Come on, simpleton. Come on, the simple believeth every word. The simple believeth, again, out of Proverbs, chapter 14, verse 15. The simple believeth every word, but the prudent man looketh well to his going. Take a look. I mean, it's the same numbers they are out there. How people don't look at it. I said this in the first service, too. This came from Tim Poole. It's a conservative, not a conservative, middle of the road commentator. And he said how most people respond when their worldview is destroyed by truth. He said they respond with rage. When my worldview gets destroyed by truth, you know what I say? I was wrong. I've been proven wrong before. And when I'm wrong, I just go, you know what? I'm wrong. I have other faults and failings in my life, but dealing with the truth is not one of them. (laughs) Tom, are you sure that it's really that big a problem because nobody preaches about it? That's because they're gutless, false motive-driven pastors, and they're cowards. They don't take the Bible and preach it, because it'll cost them. It'll cost you to preach this. It'll cost you the Baptists. It'll It'll cost you... Those that want to work Christianity around their own ideals, it'll cost you those people to preach the Bible to them, to say that unbelief is the problem, and that belief is the solution. How do you just believe more? How do you just believe more? I'll show you in a minute. Just look at the leadership in this country. It parallels the leadership in the church. Think about the pontificating morons sitting up on their bully pulpits. The Pelosi's of the world, the Schumer's of the world, the Kevin McCarthy's of the world—I'll pick on both parties. They're all a bunch of cowards, right. yes. voting for. I mean, they're all talking about stimulus right now. Stimulus, 1.9 trillion dollars in a country that's 30 trillion dollars in debt. What are you doing? And they and, and and people treat them like experts. Do you do you know what the national debt was in 2000? Do you know? Does anybody know? 1.1 trillion. Everybody trashes Bill Clinton, and believe me, as far as the abortion stuff, he's right. But it, I mean, you're absolutely correct. But he was a pragmatist; he would just buy into whatever he knew that he would grow the economy and get him reelected. Can't stand the man; voted against him twice. I'm just telling you what 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 happened with him. One, he, a little actually, it was a little under a trillion dollars, I think, when he left office. George Bush comes in, adds eight trillion to it. Barack Obama comes in and adds 11 trillion to it. And Trump was on track to do worse than all of them, by the way. And I love Trump, but he just bought into lies. These are not experts. Pastors and churches who will not preach the Bible are not experts, and nor should they be your spiritual guide. If, you don't, if you're listening to people that are garbage, that they just, they're basically just somebody that wants to soothe you and enable you, You're in the wrong place. You're being destroyed. Do you know that? The eyes, the ears are the windows to your soul and you're letting those things in. Above all else, guard your heart for it is the wellspring of life. And Christians, listen, I I might name names, you never know. Beth Moore could come out of my mouth at any moment. (laughs) Andy Stanley could come out of my mouth at any moment. Who knows? Oh, they just did garbage time preachers quit listening to them well gay people feel comfortable in our church and Muslims feel comfortable in our church they should not feel comfortable any more so than the fornicator that's sleeping with a a male female relationship all sins should make people squirm if they're going to the right church all unbiblical things when they're brought up, and you know that you're unbiblical. Listen, if you've been saved in here, I won't make you shout it out because you'll end up having to confess it. If you've been saved for years and you haven't even memorized as many Bible verses as you've been saved in years, it's pathetic. It's absolutely pathetic. It's pathetic Christianity to be saved 10 years and have three Bible verses memorized. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Jesus wept. And one other. That's what you got. That's what you bring to the table. People want to come to you with cancer. And you're going to preach to them nothingness. You might, listen, you might as well just sign up to be a flute player and a crier, the very one swept out of the room by Jesus. Get out. Belief is the solution. Unbelief is the problem. It's even taboo to speak inside the church today. Unbelief is a huge deal. Preaching, belief as the solution. Unbelief as the problem is the Bible. Look at the verses we've already used. Yeah. Yeah. It should be the ideology in the church. Let me get that down for everybody. And if you have to, watch this when you get home and write it down. Belief is the solution. Unbelief is the problem. And that should be the theology of the church because it is the theology of the Bible. Yeah, right. yeah. I'll show you in our remaining eight minutes together. I'll show you. Are you sure it's such a big deal? My response would be, What if it's the biggest deal? What if it's the biggest thing out there? Like Ric Flair says, the greatest thing going today. What if it's the biggest problem and belief is the biggest solution? That's all. What if that's the deal? Matthew 13, 58 says this. Now he did not do many mighty works there because of their unbelief. How would that sit in most churches? Whoops. Whoops. Romans 4, 20. He did not waver, Abraham, at the promise of God through? How do you waver at the promise of God? Unbelief. Not life circumstances, unbelief. But was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. Matthew 16, 14. Later he appeared to the eleven, Jesus, as they sat at the table and he rebuked their unbelief. This would never be preached in church. You're not allowed to talk about unbelief. You're not allowed to say that Aunt Betsy died because she had unbelief in her life. I do. I don't go up and listen, I don't knock on doors of sick people. Hey, how's it going? You're failing. (laughs) But if you ask me, I will tell you what the Bible says. If you're sick, I will try to make you well. I won't compromise. There's no love. What can we do to make you comfortable? No, I want you well. How is it more loving? To make them comfortable towards death, then healing them. And the only way to break through is to talk about unbelief, but somehow that's unloving. To break through the power, you have to break past the unbelief, and somehow that's become unloving talk inside the church. How dare you! I, I don't care. That's why I dare I don't care. I'd rather have the Bible than your approval. Or any person's approval. Period. Yeah, that's right. I choose the Bible. Yeah. I've tried with people. People Trying to please people is the most miserable goat rodeo there is. <laughs> that's right. You can substitute cat for goat. <laughs> trying to run around putting out fires and placating feelings. Forget it. I take the Bible. Amen. Romans 11, 20-23. Granted, all speaking. But they, the Jewish nation, were broken off because of what? Didn't say sin, did it? You know why? Do you know? If I don't get to it, I will get to it right now. You know you don't go to hell for your specific sins, don't you? Do you know that? I'll show you in a minute. I'll show you in closing to prove my point. You go to hell for unbelief, because it's belief that covers your sins. It's a belief that engages the grace of God that covers your sin. Belief is shown through obedience. I'll show you that in a minute too. That's how you know somebody truly believes. If they're not obedient, I don't care how many Bible verses they know. They're sleeping with their girlfriend. They're going straight to hell. They are not Christians. Understand it. Granted, but they were broken off, the Jewish nation, because of unbelief, and you stand by faith. Do not be arrogant, but tremble, but for if God did not spare the natural branches, he will not spare you either. How dare you preach this in church? It's the Bible. Yeah, that's right. You're not allowed to say he won't spare Christians. I remember the guy who got so offended at me for preaching about Jesus and the whip of cords. Tom, he's a young man. You told people today, that Jesus whipped them. Uh, duh. Well, what, do you, what do you want, dum-dum? What do you want? You should have seen the horrible look in his eyes. It's the same look that Tommy had in his eyes when he discovered how he was made. To this scene, I felt bad for him. He started to cry. <laughs> Seriously. Because <laughs> he thought we were sinning. I'm like, we're not sinning, we're married. <laughs> True. He's terrified. His head's down up there. He's hiding. Hey, Tom. My poor kids. Mm. Romans 11:22. Consider therefore the kindness and sternness of God: sternness to those who fell, but kindness to you, provided that you continue His kindness. Oh, that certainly hurts the Baptist theology. Right. Yeah. Eternal security. You know what eternal security is? <laughs> it's garbage. Garbage. It's not in the Bible. It's not real. How do you have? Ver- how do you have chapters in the Bible entitled "The Great Falling Away"? Well, they were never saved to begin with. Then what are they falling away from, dummy? (laughs) See, Jesus calls you perverse, I'll call you dummy. I'm actually nicer. (laughs) Sternness to those who fail, but kindness you provide, that you continue with kindness. Otherwise, you also will be cut off. This is talking to Christians, being able to be cut off. Nobody talks about it. That's why so many Christians are going to die and go straight to hell. They don't even know it. They don't even know it the blind leading the blind, the Pharisees and Sadducees are actually pastoring in those churches. They have no idea. They're out drinking, getting drunk, they're sleeping with their girlfriends, having their margarita Bible studies, and thinking they're going to heaven. They're not. And if they do not persist in, if the Jewish nation, if they do not persist in unbelief, kind of a big deal, They will be grafted in, for God is able to graft them in again. What keeps them out? Unbelief. It's that big a deal. When somebody does not get healed that you prayed over, it's unbelief. It's a big deal. Hebrews chapter 3 verse 12, take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief and departing from the living God. Think it doesn't come down to life and death? Think it doesn't all come down to belief versus unbelief? Let's look. Revelation 21, 27. We're going to go five minutes long. Everybody good? Are you sure? Because I'll stop. (laughs) I won't stop. You can walk out the back. Just do it discreetly. (laughs) Revelation 21, 27. Nothing impure will ever enter it, nor will anyone who does what is shameful or deceitful, but only those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life revelation chapter five chapter three verse five says that you can have your name blotted out from the from the book of life whoops baptists whoops calvinists i know it's very comforting to think that your son who's 37 years old who's had three babies outside of marriage got saved in children's church in 1987 you think he's going to heaven he's not that's the bible Revelation, this this is the verse that I struggled memorizing yesterday. The two verses. Hebrews chapter 3, 18 and 19. You think it doesn't all come down to belief or unbelief? Let's look. And to whom did he swear that they would not enter his rest? Now listen. He is capitalized. This is God Almighty. To whom did God Almighty, look at me, look at me, swear, swear that they would not enter his rest. Swear it. But to those who did not obey, now what does obey mean? So we see that they could not enter because of unbelief. When you don't obey, understand, if you're not obeying, you're going straight to hell. If you're, when I'm talking about obedience, I mean sinful. Nobody talks about the distinguishment between sin and everything else. You can be an absolute moronic fool and go to heaven seriously. You can be depressed and go to heaven because it's not sin. But if you're somebody who's living in sin, living in it, understand that unbelief is your problem. Says it right here. Why do they not obey? So we see they could not enter in because of unbelief. The unbelief causes their sin. It causes it. It And the Christians do nothing about it. Nothing. You've got to dispel unbelief. Well, I don't feel like I have unbelief. It doesn't matter what you feel. You do. What's your fruit? You are known by your, either make the tree good or make the tree bad. A tree is known by its fruit. If you're not winning, if you're not endlessly living in God's provision, God's prosperity, if you don't have a great marriage, Understand, I know there has to be some partnership involved there. I mean, great marriage on your part. Understand, unbelief is in the stinking camp. You've got to, don't be insulted by the truth. I wasn't. For somebody who preaches healing, preaches divine health, preaches prevention, to be laid up for two weeks, but that doesn't change the Bible because I failed. It doesn't change the Bible at all. Because I had a zip in the wire doesn't change the Bible at all. I want to give you some solutions in closing. Let me find them. I had a list. Wow, this is a long message. I'm always over-prepared. How do we dispel unbelief in closing? going to try to keep it to just a minute or two I'm going to give you a list of six things quickly and we're going to go first one ask him what the father say to Jesus I believe help me help my unbelief number two beloved Jude chapter uh, Jude verse 20 there's only one only one chapter Jude 20 beloved building yourselves up on your most holy faith how do you do it See, nobody knows. You, you don't know, no. praying in the Holy Spirit. Listen, you're like, Tom, you're awfully confrontational telling us we don't know. That's, that's a pastor. A pastor is a shepherd. Do you ever see how a shepherd treats his sheep? He's got a couple different implements. I I'm not, listen, if I come to your home, you're the Lord of your house. If i go, I'm got Lee Benzo always catch Lee. He's my buddy. If I go into Lee's home, he's in charge. I submit to his authority in his home. Here in the church? I'm the pastor of the church. I will come up behind you and crack your rear end trying to drive you to the water. Other pastors are stroking you. What's good's that going to do? What does that do? I'll come up, clip your coat, kick you in the rear end. I'll drive out the bad sheep) Don't think it doesn't happen. I drive them out just with messages. Let alone, I've done it at the front door too. I've told more than one, don't ever come back. I'll slay the bad sheep, just like they do. They have one that's all diseased and nasty. They kill it. I'm not going to kill him, just figuratively, he's gone. Praying in the Holy Spirit. Well, you know, what does that mean? You know, I know that we're all... You know, once we're saved, we're all just filled with the Holy Spirit. No, you're not. Do you ever read the book of Acts? Do you ever read it? Acts chapter 8, 14 through 17, subsequent filling after saved. Acts chapter 19, verses 1 through 7, subsequent filling after saved. That's not what Charles Stanley told me. Don't care. I don't care what Charles Stanley says. I care what the Bible says. If he agrees with it, I'll agree with him. You're filled with the Holy Spirit when Jesus said it. If you, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who That's all you gotta do? I want it, Lord, fill me. Just like the people in the book of Acts, fill me. Or are you too does that violate your denominationalism? I don't want to speak in tongues, then all the Baptists will think I'm weird. No, you're just powerful. Let them have their little fish covered Bibles and walk to and fro to different Bible studies and never do a thing. So pray in the Holy Spirit. Stop being afraid. In the same way, at Romans chapter 8, verse 26, in the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. Look at me. We don't know what to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. And you want to pray in the Spirit? Number three. Boy, I wish I could preach more on some of this. Number, you want to, you want to drive out unbelief. Number three. Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. Paul wrote, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. In the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of, of the Son of God. I live by the faith of the Son who loved me and gave himself for me. You have to be crucified. A lot of us, all our life is about is fulfilling our flesh. What makes me feel good? What edifies me? I'm gonna scroll for the rest of my life. (laughs) Dopamine! Dopamine! Oh, give me more! 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 It's all people's lives are about. Stimulate me. You know, that's not the Bible. He used to be crucified fast deny yourself you deny yourself what does it do? cast down your carnality and raises your faith God will never give you more faith you have as much faith as you ever have Romans chapter 12 verse 3 you have as much faith as you will ever you live by the faith of the son of God he's giving you his faith People people have a misinterpretation of Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. The faith is the gift. The grace was the work of God. He's not going to give you more faith. That's why Jesus said, don't pray for more faith. All that has, you have all the faith it's just held back by unbelief. So it has to be cast down. Romans chapter 4 of 6, and we're done. Romans chapter 8, verse 5. Those who live according to the sinful nature have their minds set. Knew this. knew that. Scroll this. Scroll that. This acquisition, this job, this relationship. They have their minds set on what that nature desires. Written to born-again heaven-bound Christians. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. What does He desire? Dopamine do- droppings? Boom. Is that what He desires? See, He desire for you to endlessly try to fulfill yourself? One vacation after a motorcycle, an RV. Finally, when I move to Tennessee. Oh, become. listen, I'm trying to buy a house in Tennessee, no problem. I'm just saying I don't look at it as the end all be all. I've had people in this church tell me, you are going to move to Tennessee because everybody's nice there. <laughs> wow, you're dumb. Wow, you're dumb. You're a dumb person. There's not, everybody's not nice anywhere. <laughs> Please, set your affection. You make the decision. Christians act like twigs rolling, going down the river of life on a stream. You make the decision, set your affection. What are you going to do today? Well, today's, you know, I'm going to go home and rest the rest of the day. Why? It's one. (laughs) Worship team, make your way so everyone can trust that I'm done. It's one o'clock. What are you going to do the rest of this day? How many Bible verses can you memorize? Well, it's awfully works-based church. I'm not telling you that memorizing Bible verses sends you to heaven. God's grace sends you to heaven simply that you received and you repented of your sins. But if you want to live in power and victory in the promises of God, you're going to have to get rid of all the unbelief. Number five, Mark 8, 34, whosoever will come after me, oh, just accept Jesus. No, it doesn't say that. Let him deny himself. And take up his cross and follow me. Listen to this. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. And whosoever shall lose his life for my sake and the gospels, the same shall save it. For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Listen to the emphasis of, of, on the word of God in verse 38. Whosoever therefore shall be ashamed of me and my words... In this adulterous and sinful generation of him also shall the son of man be ashamed when he cometh in the glory of his father with the holy angels. Listen to the emphasis on the words of God. Do you want it? Do you want the unbelief? God, you listen, you will look at me, look at me, look at me. You will move mountains or you'll choose to be offended today. I'm going to go back to my lukewarm church. They, where they preach to me nothing. They have no expectations. But that's not the Bible. Luke twelve forty eight says, "From whom much is given, much is demanded." Go to a church like that. Don't go backwards. You'll either choose to be powerful today by dispelling unbelief. You'll do nothing, or you'll be offended. Those are your three choices. Do the first one. Spell that stinking, rotten unbelief. I don't care whether you think you have it or not. If you study the word of God, it'll come out. It'll ooze out of your spiritual pores. It will. Watch it. And you will move mountains. You will raise the dead. You will give sight to the blind. You will change lives all around you. You will change your home. You will change your marriage. It's all about unbelief. That's it. That's your goal in life. Dispel unbelief. Everybody stand with